0: hey this is todd mitchell from code right play
1: salutations this is mike carroll from stroll
0: art hey this is patrick from the backlog odyssey hey this is rune from runic codes hey this is brimstone and you're listening to roger reichard on the gamer heads podcast
1: Welcome to another episode of the GamerHeads Podcast, my name is Roger, along with me are my good friends and co-hosts, we have Phil, I'm here in spirit only, I just died, (laughs) and Mike,
0: Uh, I can't follow that,
1: Uh, yeah, welcome to the show guys, Uh, excited for this episode, because at the end of the second half of this episode, I had the opportunity to sit down with the creators behind the game vesper which just came out on a switch on the well uh as of yesterday the 12th so i'm uh, very excited to talk about that i think i said in the interview i'm like it comes out today well it actually came out on thursday so um <laughs> but we'll talk about that uh some more um but I'm very excited to talk about uh to have you all hear that interview with them. It was really a fun interview uh so that's coming up in the second half of the show, and before we get into i'm that, raising my hand yes i yes, I can see yes Phil
2: uh wasn't Vesper the name of the princess in space balls
0: Vespa oh damn it
2: yeah, I
1: will yeah,
0: you're thinking of that friendly ghost
1: yeah, vesper, vesper the, the friendly, friendly ghost vesper the friendly ghost right. yes.
2: yeah uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh Mike when Albanian I was Australian ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike when I was playing this game though, I thought of you. I always think Aww. of you. I always think of you, Mike. That's but, creepy, but thank yeah. you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, no, I you, I
0: was there's... thinking of you when I was playing waifu Uncovered. <laughs>
1: Mm, mm. Uh, we too.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, oh god we need to make a game called roger uncovered oh no nobody wants to play that game. i'm on it i am, I am totally on
1: nobody it. wants to play that game i promise you no i was thinking about you mike because this is a i was like oh man this is a mike game mike would love this game so much uh it is a cinematic platformer and uh it reminds me very much of games that you would enjoy so i i think you should check this game out it's on sale right now too all right um and it's right beautiful and yeah and just the i yeah it's you'll have to hear also the interview because you both haven't heard the interview but once you hear the interview too uh just the the discussion that happens around the game and just really how i'll just give a little bit here just because i just thought this is really brilliant they talk about how you can there's three ways, like basically three, I don't want to say endings per se, but three different stories. If you just play through it and don't find any like of the notes left behind in the game, mm-hmm. that's one way of playing it, and you'll get a you'll get the story one way. But if you play it and then try to find all the notes, then the story is completely different for you. Uh and then they said also when you beat the game, there's also a uh you can go back and things change and you can play it through again and huh. it's a little bit different. So three different ways to three different stories in the game. It's, it's, yeah, I was really impressed with that, but some, something I even thought of like when they explain like, yeah, I mean, you can play through the game and not even look for any of the hidden notes uh, left behind. I was like, wow. I didn't even think of that. Cause like I've been reading all the notes. So, um, but I am really enjoying it. And you know, me, Mike, I know you, you know, me, I'm not a big fan of cinematic platformers. But no, this, you
0: are not. Uh, you, do not you do not like smooth animation <laughs> and visuals. You are not a fan I of am that not. Quality.
1: No, I'm not. But this one I am enjoying. The, the, it is smooth animations and beautiful graphics. I'm quite enjoying it. So you should nice. check it out. Okay. I will. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So before we get into that, Interview though, let's go around and talk about games we're playing. Uh, Phil, we'll start with you. What games are you playing?
0: I, actually, I'm going to interrupt this. I'm going to take okay. control over the oh. over the show. Oh, okay. And I hope you don't mind if I go on a rant.
1: No, yeah, this is what you know. This show, we the reason we brought the show back, actually, Mike, is so that you can you know get things rant. off your chest. Yes, that's
0: right. Good, because I've had it. <laughs> I'm done. There needs to be a law put into place for all video games that you there can, is. Well, good. Well, I'm not talking about the ESRB. Um, all right. There uh, John loot boxes? No, I'm, I'm cool with those too. Um, <laughs> right. there, okay, another law. There needs to be a rule for all video games uh-huh. where you are not ever to announce your video game until it's at most six months out. Oh, that's Agreed. a
1: really good point yeah i
0: don't I don't care if you're trying to build hype or you're trying to get marketing and everything, that's fine, but I am getting so sick of all these games getting delayed, and I know the reason why i don't get me wrong. I know a good you know good good game is delayed, but a bad game is also delayed whatever um, yeah, but mm-hmm. if you why would you announce a game that's like Two to three years out, and then okay. So the reason I'm saying this is because, <laughs> in case you're wondering, uh, because there was the announcement today that um, Starfield yeah. um, was being delayed yeah. until next year, yeah. Which mm-hmm. gives Microsoft zero uh, first-party games in 2022 unless they announce something,
1: mm. you know. Yeah. Um,
0: and and again, I'm not I'm not huge into Starfield. I wasn't never huge into Skyrim or anything like that. Uh, too much micromanagement for my flavor, but it just really upsets me that you can't like it's, you keep delaying these claims and it's not doing good for the hype. So why can't you just wait until they get, you're like, okay, we know what's going to happen with this game. We know that it's coming out. Um, You know, we are very close to going gold and there's nothing stopping us. So let's now let's announce it. Yeah. I, I don't know.
1: So, I mean, I'll speak just from my experience and not that I worked in a game dev studio, but I have worked in IT. So I, my experience has been, Mike, that there are some project managers <laughs> that will push up a release because they're like, yeah, we can be aggressive and we can push this release up. And, uh, and there are plenty of people that say, no, that doesn't make any sense. We can never make that release. No, if we, I've been told this, I'm not kidding. I had a project manager once tell me if you give them a year and a half, it will take them a year and a half. If you give a developer a year, it will take them only a year. And I'm like, no, like I'm not, that's not how I project plan. That's not how I release plan. I'm not gonna just, you know, Drag my feet and sandbag it. No, like when I tell you it's gonna take a year and a half, it's going to take a year and a half. I don't yeah. sandbag my my yeah. hours or my time. Not my hours, but uh, you know my my estimation of things. But but I'm to me to me this is this has just been my experience. Like again, I can't speak because I didn't work in the game industry at all. But my experience has been in IT that it's usually poor project management that they pro- overpromise and deliver. That's been mm. my experience.
0: Well, it's still it gets on my nerves.
1: Well, I know I get it, and
0: I and I and I'm sure a lot of people are upset by it too. Uh, the one thing I hate is just like the reactions from all. And uh, I'm not going to get into console wars here, but uh, well, I'll just say <laughs> not not all of them, but like the so some of the PlayStation fans uh, just like posting gifs of people laughing and stuff. Like, why can't you just enjoy both game both systems, yeah. well, or why I... can't you just I don't know, but Yeah. Um,
2: Because there is no third system, that's why. The switch.
0: (laughs) The switch is a system.
2: Sticking with my previous statement.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you know, it's I don't know. It's just, it just got on my nerves that like, why can't you seriously just announce the game
2: coming soon? That's all you have to say until you've got something really mostly in concrete in places coming soon. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Like, if, if you're not ready to show gameplay in your trailer, then don't show the trailer.
2: Yeah. No,
1: I think, I think there is something going to be said about, like, wait until the game is in gold before you say, like, hey, or at least close, right, to that before you say, hey, look, we have a release date. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I do think there are, again, to me, to me, It just is an aggressive project manager that doesn't know how to project manage. That's just my, yeah. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Like, you know, I, I say I never worked in a game studio and I haven't, but release planning is release planning. Like most of them practice agile and, you know, estimation of points. I, I get how they release plan. I used to release plan. Like that was my role in it was I had to, You gave me a project, I had a backlog. I had to tell you how long it was going to take my team to do that work, and I can tell you when that was going to be released. Again, I mean, it's just project management. It's just setting the right expectations. And I think some, this has just been my experience. Project managers that want to like be, I want to be the big hero, right? Like put an aggressive project plan out there, release plan, and say like, this is what we're going to do. And a lot of times, like... It's not talked through of like well that's not even realistic like unless people are just well and and i mean we live in a weird this is a weird environment right now too i will say like just ebb and flow of like the the market the job market is really you know fluid right now too so like that probably i you know i shouldn't say especially at the coca-cola now.
0: company yeah
1: yeah <laughs> I, <laughs> sorry like, you, you <laughs> know, it's, it's probably it's probably a little bit of project management. it's also probably a little bit of the job market too like
0: yeah but. well i don't know i just i prefer i i prefer the exact opposite i prefer like so for example like i know a lot, not a lot of people were really thrilled with nintendo's indie direct uh that was the other day i thought it was great well you know a lot of people are just like whatever i know uh, like there was I nothing ex- there was nothing crazy but um yeah. What was the one game that, that I really... There, there were two games.
1: Oh, Soundfall, right?
0: Soundfall and Mini Motorways. Those yeah. are the only two games that interested me, and mm. it was a very pleasant surprise to see them say, oh, by the way, this is launching today.
2: Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Like the Apex Legends sh- Shadow Drop as well.
0: Like the oh, Apex really? Legends Shadow Drop.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, it yeah, was yeah, 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 yeah,
2: And then it hit the market the same day. Like, oh, yeah, like sure. oh, and here's Apex Legends. It is available now. Yeah. 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 And look how with successful it was. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I I hey I pff, totally yeah. Sound soundfall was surprising. Mini motorways wasn't as shocking to me because I knew that was coming to the switch for some time. Oh, wow. So yeah, well, well yeah, yeah. You got my that uncle, insider information. Yeah, my uncle the influencer, better the than me. Me. Yeah, the influencer <laughs> in that my uncle works at Nintendo. I mean oh, yeah that guy. Yeah, that guy. Uh, <laughs> um. But yeah, the sound—I didn't even know about Soundfall, really, to tell you the truth. Uh, yeah. So that was really a shocker. Um, yeah. No, I, I, you, know, I will say one thing about about the the direct. Uh, it just it one thing that irks me. This is just me. I don't know. Maybe it's not a big deal, but it irks me that people like are expecting like get so disappointed that their game wasn't announced during a, a direct and that. This is
2: garbage. All of it's garbage because they didn't announce my game. I'm
1: like, come on. Yeah. Like, it's
2: the same thing as the coming soon crowd. Like, yeah. people that want the hard date on things. You, yeah. just, you know the game's going to come when it, they'll let you know when it's ready.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then they'll push it back when, when they do let you know it's
0: ready. Well, <laughs> I still stand behind my assertion that it should be a, a rule in video game world that don't announce your game until you're until at the most six months out.
2: Yeah. No, I just signed I, your virtual yeah. petition.
0: Thank you.
1: <laughs> uh do you feel better now? No. Do you feel oh. In fact, I'm, I'm even more angry. Thanks whoa, a lot, Roger. Whoa, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess therapy next session next week. Um, that's what I call happy hour. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> you think uh, I'm kidding?
1: Yeah, no, I I believe you. Yeah. Um Phil. What have you been
2: playing? Oh, this is the video game show we. This is the video game right. yeah, this is a
1: video game got podcast it. where we talk about video games.
2: Yep. We're so, I got really excited over a game that I normally do not get really excited over, and that game being Call of Duty because oh, the yeah. new mode in Warzone which was Godzilla versus Kong dropped. So I spent a oh, couple of right. hours yesterday when that hit to check it out because I like Godzilla, I like Kong, I like giant monsters beating the absolute hell out of each other and it sounds like a lot of fun. Kind of disappointed and? with it. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, no, it's okay. It's not your fault, or is it? Were you the project manager on that? Yeah, I was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I pushed that <laughs> you one. You need said, more than get... six months, Roger. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I, know. I know. So you've got these two behemoth monsters that are fighting on on the island in their battle royal battle royale mode, and you're just kind of fighting along their feet, and sometimes their their attacks end up hitting you like Godzilla's laser breath and Kong throws rocks and stuff like that. And you're just kind of still doing the same deathmatch stuff around all of that happening. Mm. You can shoot the monsters to gather Intel, which will then boost whatever kind of um, perk you get. I'm sorry. I'm not a hundred percent familiar with the terms that are used in call of duty. So I'm going to kind of stammer around some of this stuff. Um, so it's kind of worthless that they're there, except I think when you fully load the Intel, which we didn't get around to, you then kind of take control of the monster, and you can aim where their attacks are going to, to wipe out opposing squads and things of let, of, like that.
3: Oh,
2: um, the monsters cool. themselves, they look incredible, and it's so cool to see them on the island because they're obviously ginormous and just wrecking havoc on everything, but it's very strange that you can hide inside of a building and Godzilla's breath doesn't hurt you and Kong's <laughs> rock doesn't hurt you. It doesn't level the building or anything like that. This is where Battlefield would have the advantage with their fully destructible environments that they've got in that Frostbite engine. um yeah so that's one of the things that i've been playing and it's it's okay i'll go back to it again just because it's really really cool to drop out of the plane and see these two like just standing on the island um outside of that today i actually started guardians of the galaxy as well oh Um, which i'm not very far into i'd say probably an hour hour and a half into it um it's it's fun so far Mm -hmm. i haven't gotten back to the main hub world the banter it's pretty wonderful um classic Guardians type of banter. None of the voice actors from the movies, I don't think, are there from what I recognized. Um, yeah. But it's yeah typical action platformy type of game. You can kind of have control over the other Guardians by holding down Left Bumper because I'm playing it on the Xbox because I'm an adult. And you can have them do their thing to help you out. <laughs> and even throughout the course of fights, you level up, you get XP, you get things that you can then in turn upgrade items with. I haven't gotten back to the ship to upgrade items. But... I've enjoyed my time with it so far and i'll keep trudging away on it
1: nice cool.
2: yeah i i played a little bit of it i i own it well mike
1: we own it did you know that we owned it do you know I actually i downloaded it, it. like it's on game pass it. for the love of god everybody oh. with game pass owns it okay well mike and i owned it before it was on game pass actually. before it was cool well, to own yeah it. before That's it was cool. silly yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know you know i i <laughs> it is uh it's more and more i'm like why am i buying games when most of these games come on in game pass but i i don't know guardians looked really cool and i was like Mm -hmm. yeah and it is fun i enjoyed it i mean i didn't i didn't beat it yet but mike have you played it or just download it
0: yeah it's on my backlog
1: yeah uh no i like the banter too i thought the banter is fun and um and the fact like I really like the, not only just the banter, but the amount of choices in dialogue that you have as well. Yeah. That's, that's really, I thought cool. that was kind of, I didn't expect that in that school too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good game. Uh, so one question I did have about the, I almost said Donkey Kong, King Kong and uh, and Godzilla. Um, yeah, man. So like when you, when you see them, are you able to like interact with them? Like besides just shooting them, like able to like climb on top of them and stuff like that or no?
2: Um I didn't really necessarily get close enough the one time that I got close enough to I'm going to call it Godzilla's genitals here <laughs> because that was really all that was on my screen. How's yeah. the details uh, on those genitals yeah. by the way? <laughs> they they were scaly. He might want some lotion. Oh, or she might want some lotion. Um my Xbox actually crashed and said it was overheating. So oh, serious? Yeah. Oh my goodness. My Xbox hates me because all I do is love Microsoft and all Microsoft does is hate me. It's great. It's a wow. very abusive relationship. <laughs> I keep coming back for more.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. So I didn't. I did, I just didn't know how close you can get to them, or if it's. Just oh, you like- can get right up next to them. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah,
2: That's like they're fun. jumping around the island. Like there's a, there was a time that uh, Kong jumped right over my head as I was approaching him. Wow. And like jumped right over my head and landed on a, se- a different section of the island. It's 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 super cool looking. It's very pretty. And do they like?
1: Are you just, like, little ants and they don't really care about you? Or do they, like, like, oh, there's some enemies there. I'm going to smash them and then go back after, like, Godzilla?
2: Or- I, it felt like on more than one occasion they would make eye contact with me okay. and then launch something in my direction. So <laughs> okay. I think that they're at least cognizant that you're there. but. Okay. And if you shoot them enough, you stagger them and they're stunned for a small period of time where they can't do any of their attacks and they can't attack you or mm. the other the other creature too. That's cool. Like, it, it's, a, it's a really, really neat mode. Um, I just thought it fell a little bit flat and I hate to say this, but I think that the events in that stupid children's game are a little bit better than this one. The what? The stupid children's game. The stupid children's game.
0: Still call it stupid children's game. You love <laughs> yes. stupid children's oh, game.
2: Oh, that though. stupid children's I, game. I, I do. And I finished okay. in second place in the stupid
1: children's game. Wow. Right before we wow. Good job. Uh, I was like, stupid children's game. What? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> for for listeners who don't know, he's talking about Fortnite.
2: That's I am not. I've never played that game. Never. He's never played Fortnite.
0: <laughs> and I but certainly if, don't enjoy it.
2: No, he does not enjoy it <laughs> at all. At all. And I did not almost buy a guy whose skin was bratwurst and he flies in links of sausages attached to his arms and legs because <laughs> nice. he's a giant bratwurst and I like bratwurst.
1: Oh my God, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, anything else? No, just the show and Stupid Children's Game. <laughs> uh, Mike, I know you kind of mentioned before the show, but I'm going to ask anyway. Did you, did you have anything you're playing?
0: Um, I played a Stupid Children's Game
1: okay <laughs> and i'm
0: also playing stupid teenagers game because uh, the what? new season of that came out so they What's got that? a new, uh, halo infinite oh okay. um, oh yeah, yeah yeah and uh they've uh you know just doing some more of that they got this limited of time event where you could unlock some uh really cool uh different uh pieces of gear or whatever just like any free to play online game
2: you know yeah, uh, have the cosmetics gotten better looking in that? Because they were all pretty <laughs> generic looking. They're still pretty
0: generic. Like, there's generic. a couple really cool ones, but like, yeah. you know, it's still pretty. I mean, they're Spartans. They're all they all look generic. You know, yeah, yeah, it's
1: just generic um, as hell.
0: There's yeah, it's it, it's yeah, yeah. It's not as cool as you know, stupid children's game.
2: Yeah, but stupid the ch- gameplay in Halo, I will say, is absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Like, it yeah. feels really good, and it feels really tight. Just those cosmetics suck so bad, and I think that's why yeah. I, fell out of the, I fell out of the game. Yeah. I think, I think though,
1: being a Game Pass member, didn't we get, like, some kind of free skin recently? Didn't
2: we get something uh, free? That was a couple of months ago, yeah. It's oh, like was? a hog yeah. skin. Yeah, yeah,
1: skin yeah, too. yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I, I remember the first time I, like, unlocked a piece, like, a new piece of, uh, I don't know, like, armor or whatever on spartan and i think like a left shoulder pad yeah and i was like (laughs) yeah that that that's it okay cool
0: i guess yeah i
1: guess i look different
0: (laughs) well i think 343 is taking the taking the uh the feedback yeah so i don't know we'll see so i've been playing that and then the other game that i've been playing is a game i played i played it a while ago but i got back into it recently because it's just fun another one of those fun games just to you got nothing else going on you're bored, you just mindlessly go and just blast things <laughs> yeah um it's about uh well i'll just it's actually on if i'm not mistaken i, I could be wrong so you i'll have to apologize if i am but uh it might be on game pass um but i've also played it on the switch uh the game is called mighty goose
1: oh yeah i think it if it wasn't, if it's not a Game Pass, I think it was on Game Pass for sure, though. Oh, yeah. Mighty Goose! No, Mighty Goose. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's on Game Pass or not. Uh, yeah, I have you, no idea. So, did you review that, Mike, or did somebody? I did. Re- I okay. did. I reviewed yeah. it for
0: Gamer about yeah. six months ago. Yeah. yeah when it yeah, came yeah. out on the Switch. So. Yeah. Uh, but now it's got achievements. Uh,
2: Ooh. Yeah.
0: So I've been playing it. In so my anybody,
2: language, Mike.
0: Yeah. So if anybody's uh, wondering, Mighty Goose is uh, essentially. Um, just a um i guess it's a love letter i guess you could say to metal slug and yeah. i love me some metal slug um i haven't it's it's so i love like one of my favorite nes games uh was contra and mm. there's never been a run and gun quite like contra that that i enjoyed as much as i did contra but mighty uh, but metal slug to me is as close to contra as you can get and it's even it's even so good. Uh, the, the graphics are great; they're cartoonish, but they're also pretty violent. Mm. Um, and Mighty Goose is a it's basically Metal Slug. If you're playing a goose in a with a, like Iron Man style arms and legs,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And it's challenging. It's difficult. It's funny because there's actually a button. There's actually a honk button. Okay. <laughs> so you can press the, bu- the button, and the goose will honk. Nothing nice. will happen, but, um, but it it's got some good humor, it's got good animation, it's just explosions all over the place <laughs> um, it's, it's a good game. I'm really enjoying it. a uh, nice. game that I could play over and over again, so nice. that's what I've been playing.
2: Uh, it is on Game Pass by the hey. way. that's awesome. Oh nice.
0: all right, so there if you've got Game Pass Mighty Goose, download it. plus yeah. I think there's if I'm not mistaken there's also a um, game Pass uh, not a, uh, no a Microsoft Rewards um, mission where uh, you have to unlock an achievement or something like that to get 500 bonus points. And uh, Mighty Goose is is one of the games that you could choose to uh, unlock
1: your achievement.
2: That's cool. I just want to say that I'm really proud of all the Microsoft love that you were spreading around today.
0: (laughs) I am spreading, but also hate, but also anger. So I got to balance balance it.
1: Yeah. A little bit of love, a little bit of hate. All of Mike.
0: Yeah. I haven't played any Switch. Oh, you know what? One more game. One more game. Every Sunday I play uh
1: PGA oh, yeah.
0: uh 2K21 and I got my uh, Oh first, yeah. Uh, I got my first hole in one.
1: I know. That was your Good second solution. one, wasn't
0: it? Um, well, my first one was on the Switch, and because the Switch doesn't allow you to save that video, yeah. I couldn't prove it. So I was and able to
1: capture this. Doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will say, Mike, not only was the hole in one impressive, but your character looks exactly like you. <laughs> like... Oh,
0: yeah, I just put all the handsome settings to eleven. Yeah, so. and I I, <laughs> I was like, oh my. Out of funny. out of seventy.
2: Yeah, is that why every time I try to join your party, it won't let me? Is it because it just melts the party because you're so hot?
0: That's right. Yeah, you have to. You have to basically. Uh, there's there's actually a wait list.
2: Yeah. Do I have to get? Do I have to have a certain NFT to join your party to play golf yes. with you? Is that what this is all about? Yep that's why i can't join because it's only the the handsome
1: man club yep. and i can't join that club so i'm just like i guess i can't golf with with mike but no like your character oh, looked i was just like i know you showed it so you showed us and said look i got a hole in one and i was like what's more impressive is your golfer looks
2: exactly like you
1: <laughs> they get pretty, pretty deep my character have you roger i know i think i have yeah your character looks like
2: you too doesn't it yeah it takes yeah, that's 10 minutes it. Okay. Well, it's very it's hmm. very difficult to make a tall, lanky, skinny dude with long hair and a beard and <laughs> glasses. It's so difficult to do. Every yeah, time- I'm
0: about as vanilla as you can get, so... <laughs> Mine was just the default character on every single game I play. I just kept
4: jamming
2: on random until he showed up.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: That's actually how I create... You know, it's funny, because I got... um wwe 2 K 22 like the new wrestling game
0: mm-hmm. and
1: i was making myself in the game and i'm like that's not what i look like i don't look anything like this character yeah. but if i if i made my character in wrestling uh <laughs> he would be a jobber for sure
0: brooklyn brawler style yeah exactly
1: oh uh, that's fun uh anything else mike nope that was it uh for myself uh i've been playing vesper Which is again really fantastic. Um, I will say there are some really challenging parts, but but the thing I love about Vesper is uh, you when you fail, like you you start right at that puzzle. It's not like you have to start all over or anything, and it and it does save it for you. Uh, So like it knows like oh you made it to this checkpoint. Um, The one. Uh, the one thing also that I will say about the game is like it's brilliantly done in regards to uh, first of all it'll show you like a piece of puzzle and then later on it won't retell you that again like you just have to like oh yeah this is how I do this piece right like this is how I do this uh, interaction or whatever but even even like the puzzle design is so well done that when I'm when I'm playing it, I'm like, "Oh, this is where the, this is how they want me to, or this is what I'm supposed to do here. This is how I'm supposed to do this." Like, it's not, it's not like, I don't know, it's not like, "Oh, like they try to trick me on this." Oh, that was, you know, that's it's really well done. I I uh, I like it a lot. So check that out. um The other game I have been playing is the other one that you mentioned, Mike. Was the mini motorways?
0: Yes, sell me on the game.
1: Yeah, so this is my this is my chill game. So so I played this before when I was on Steam. And one thing I will say that I'm really impressed with what uh, Dinosaur Polo uh, Games cr- did for this for this game is that you can have cross progression between your Steam and and I I don't know if I've ever seen this before. I've seen it with like Epic accounts that if you right. log in your Epic accounts, it trans you know you can cross progression between Epic accounts, but I don't know if I've ever seen it where on the switch, you can log into your steam account and have cross progression. Um, will be the show. Does it?
2: Oh, does it really? Yep. Between switch PlayStation and Xbox. Okay. Okay. Um, Fortnite does it too. Oh, but that's Epic. So that doesn't. Yeah. Count. Yeah. Um, damn it. I said the word. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> there you go.
2: Mario coined that.
1: <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so so it's Mini Motorways is a puzzle game. And you uh it's like it's like City Sim almost too. So the the premise is that there are little shops or shopping malls or something. I, I don't wanna I call them shopping malls. They could be stores or whatever the case is. Little little stores that open up and like they're different colors. Like you might have yellow, blue, green, whatever, white. And then you have to then there's houses that correlate with those with that same color. So like you might have a red shopping mall and then red houses. and you have to have your roads connect, so that way the cars go, and there's like little pins that appear in each one of these little shops, and then cars will go drive by, pick up the pin, drive it home. And uh, the premise is you want to collect as many pins as possible. Um, and uh, the challenge is that as you know, each week goes on, more shops open up, more more houses open up, and some of the houses are far away from the shops, so then you have to like build your roads. You're only given so much road each week to build. Um, and you have to be strategic about how you do things, and uh, I'll get to a certain point where I'm like, "Yes, I'm doing really well, and then a traffic jam happens, And I'm trying to like scramble to like, "Oh, oh no." got to like fix up this road here and make it better. And then, uh, oh yeah. Cause then the way that you lose at this game is if there's too many pins, uh, that are just waiting for somebody to pick up, then a timer happens. And if that timer goes down to zero, um, then you lose. So, uh, that can happen at many different shops. If there are lots of pins for people to pick up and they have no way of getting to the shop or to get there, uh, as quickly as they need to. So, it is really addicting. And what's great about the game, what I love about this game, is that each level has its own leaderboard. So, like each in each level is a city. Uh, so, like you start off with Los Angeles, uh, and then there's I think the next one is Beijing. I think is the next city. Um, and then as you play more and more, unlock uh, different challenges. Unlock as well when you unlock the cities. And so each each board or each city has its own leaderboards. You can see how you compare across the world, and then also amongst your friends as well. Uh, and then there are weekly and daily challenges too, so you can compete in. And right now, in the daily challenge, uh, Friday's daily challenge, I am in the top thirty-five percent.
0: Uh,
1: which you know, I don't know. I don't know if it means GG. Yeah, thanks. Uh, but I, that one I was really proud of. I was, I was playing that right before, right before we were recording. Um, but I'm super addicted. And then I bought this for my wife, too. Uh, so we'll see. Like, I think this can be very competitive between her and I. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this could be problematic. But uh, I'm also looking to see if we can get the, the developers on the show so I can interview them about the game.
0: So. All right. So I think I think on the eShop is it like fifteen?
1: Yes, it's it's fourteen ninety nine.
0: 14 So $14.99. $14.99. So, be, so tell me, is it worth fourteen ninety nine?
1: I I say yes. And here's okay. why. Because one, I I've, I've already put in so much time into it. Like and I this is my kind of game because it's chill, but then also there's strategy behind it, and then there's chaos, and then you to like calm the chaos. I don't know. It's to me, I think that's really fun. The other thing I really like about the game is uh, because I put in so much time, but there's so much to it. Like, even if I just played San Francisco over and over, or Los Angeles, I'm sorry, over and over and over and over again, try to beat my score, but there's so much more than just one board. To -hmm. me, I think the fact that they have so many different cities you can play in and then different challenges and also the weekly and daily challenge, like, I feel like they put quite a bit into it. Uh, into this game and and okay. the other thing I didn't touch upon there's like different things in the game like so I just talked about roads but like there's bridges and each or, or there might be um like highways that you can put in I forget what they call them um, or roundabouts or or uh sorry my dog is uh, down here by me or uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, or roundabouts or different, uh, or, or lights like, uh, traffic lights. And each week you can decide like, all right, uh, I need more roadway. So I'm just going to pick up as much roadway as possible. Maybe the next week you're like, you know, I need some bridges. Cause I see like some houses on the other side of the road and I need to get some bridges. So then you pick bridges. So each week you get to strategize how you want to start building your, uh, materials for building that out. So,
0: hmm.
1: Yeah. It's really cool. I like it a lot. Um I think there's just and honestly I have been thinking about this game a lot like that's all I've been thinking about the last couple of days <laughs> is is this game because there's just so much to it and the other thing that that I like about it too is um is the fact that it is um it is way more complicated than what it looks like on the outskirts. That's, mm-hmm. that's super impressive to me. Yeah. Yeah. I like All it. right.
0: I'll let's, I'll have to check it out.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, you know, I had it on steam or I have it on steam. I shouldn't say I had it. I have it on steam. Uh, and to me also, this is like the perfect wind down game at the end of the day. So hmm. yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think, was there anything else I played this week? I don't think so. I did not play Fortnite at all this week. Uh no, either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, those were the games I played. The other game I will mention. I, I talked about this last week because I had the guest on last week, but uh Dungeons of Dread Rock is out now as well. Uh, check that out. That is half price right now. It's normally ten dollars. Right now, it's five dollars on sale on the Switch. That is another uh platformer uh, puzzle platformer, so check that game out too. Oh there is one more game that I played, and that's the game that we uh we picked for Phil to play this week oh yeah so oh, yeah yeah uh so the game that we picked eventual or yeah i guess I guess there was two games that we were deciding upon, right, but we picked
2: uh what was the game called? An American werewolf leaves LA or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, American, <laughs> American werewolf stuff in LA. Like yeah. American werewolf in LA. Yeah, from Hell's Creek. Yeah,
1: from Hell's Creek. Uh, so, Mike, you didn't play this one, right?
0: No, I, le- I, yeah, I sacrificed you guys.
1: Yeah, uh, Thanks, I, I picked it up. I think it was what was it? Four ninety nine, I think. Yeah, it was four ninety nine. Four ninety nine for four nine nine nine. Four ninety nine for the game. Uh, Phil, I'll let you start. What did you think of the game?
2: This game is difficult. Um, I think it, uh, so basically it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up, kind of, except there's really not too much side-scrolling and a lot more beat-em-up. There were some unique concepts behind this game, because you're playing as a werewolf. I didn't play it multiplayer at all. Well. I kind of wish I would have, but it's all local, and I'm not going to be able to convince Rachel to play this one with me. Um, very 8-bit looking, but it, I thought the stage setup was very strange, because it's almost, you, you're just on a timer. You just have to survive a stage instead of... Like get to the end of the stage. So like for the first, for example, the first level, which I believe was still in Hell's Creek or Hell's River, or whatever whatever it was called, was two minutes of survival. And you've got your kicks, your dashes, your blocks. You can even regenerate, which I thought was really really unique. I don't remember what the name of the top button is on the switch controller. It might be B. I'm going to call it Y because I play on an Xbox more than anything else. Um, but it's very very unmerciful. The waves of cops and citizens and people mm-hmm. with guns and hatches and axes come at you almost non-stop to the point where you don't really have a chance to regenerate and once you hit level number two the bullets start flying a lot more fast and a lot more furious and they're almost impossible to jump over you can block them to minimize the damage but it's still it the game beat the hell out of me i i I gave it a good three go rounds i thought it looked it looked good like it it maintained what it wanted to maintain as far as a, a look goes Mike, you'll be pleased to know that there are, I'm going to call them jiggle physics with the girlfriend of the main character. Oh, yeah. I'm
0: on board now.
2: <laughs> I, no, I'm bored you now. You could
0: have just done the whole review and just said those two words. And I'd be like, <laughs> all right.
2: Yeah, she, uh, when she talks, she, she bounces up and down for some reason. I don't understand. She's very excited. Um, I thought the soundtrack was very sufficient. And after you beat a stage, it shows a small little clip of you moving on to the next town. Uh, yeah. Pretty elementary, pretty rudimentary. For what it is, it's not terrible. For a $5 game, it's it's worth the $5 if you're a fan of impossible side-scrolling beat-em-ups that are kind of time stages more than actual, like, having to make it to the end of the level type of thing. Uh. And it's not, like, make it to the end of the level within this certain point of time. It's mm-hmm. you just have to survive for that two minutes or yeah. two and a half minutes, three minutes, whatever it is.
1: Yeah. 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 I felt like this was more... I mean, it wasn't bad, but I no. felt like this was more of, like, a demo than... Than an actual full game if that makes sense and it's only five dollars mm-hmm. so i i'm not too terribly like upset with the price that we paid for it but the same thing like i made it as far as the farmers throwing um like bombs at you right you made that fire at all uh yes yes okay yes i did that was the part i was just like because i couldn't regenerate fast enough with mm-hmm. the amount of explosions that were happening around me um but the same thing, I was like, "Yeah, this is fine, like it's not terrible, uh you know it's real basic. you got a couple you got punch, I think you got your howl, which regenerates you uh okay. and you got jump, and yeah, I think you got block and uh and I think one of the attacks once you would if you get too close, like you bite their head, which I thought was kind of I was like, oh, that's cool and I mean just because it has different animation like I did Mm -hmm. actually really enjoy when he turns into the werewolf how he kind of like bends over and then you know rips his shirt it's all like in that 8-bit graphic which that was kind of cool I was like oh this is neat Um,
2: yeah they executed what they did well yeah but if it just would have been if yeah and if it would have been make it to the end of the level instead where you can break some things pick up some consumables or some weapons or whatever would have been an entirely different story, and I'd be speaking far higher of this game than yeah, I am right yeah, now.
1: Yeah, yeah. The fact that it's just an arena and you're timed and you gotta just survive that time just didn't feel uh it didn't feel Flesh. fully fleshed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um the humor I thought was funny. I laughed. I mean, <laughs>
0: hey, sure if you gotta get that guy,
1: yeah. Kill him, guys, or whatever. You know, it was yep. like I don't know. It was just really cheese ball and just. No,
0: I'm going with him. I love him. Yeah,
1: I love. Oh, that was right,
0: Dad. I love him. I'm going with him. He's a werewolf.
2: Yep. Uh, no, it was it was well done. Just the stage execution yeah. was subpar, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And there was uh in the first
1: the first uh level, you're in front of the movie theater, yep. and I mean, it's all. Like recognizable movies. I thought that was kind of mm-hmm. cool. I was like, oh, yeah, the that's homage cute. to the
2: old movie posters. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> I had to laugh and like, it makes sense, but they're like, there's 10 different enemies total. And I was like, oh, okay, like, that's cool. And yeah, sure two enough. Two per stage. Two per stage, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you got one that sh- shoots and one that hits you with a blunt object in every stage. Yep. Um, yeah, it was. Like I, like you said, Phil, like it wasn't
2: bad.
1: It just no. wasn't polished.
0: So yeah, it was just a little
2: flat.
1: Mm. Yep. But
2: well, I'll tell I've you played what...
1: worse. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Phil, you can get your revenge on me next week. If you, if you want to find an eShop game for me to download.
2: Whoa, 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 whoa. I have whoa. never had this kind of power in my entire life.
0: <laughs> you have the power.
1: Phil I... will to talk about it.
2: Cause you're not going to be here next week. That's i'm not I, why
0: do you think i told him he could oh, tell that's, me next
2: oh week. <laughs> yeah next week phil that's mike your... i have your phone number and we've got a twitter dm thing i can easily <laughs> send this thing in <laughs> oh that's funny
1: i was thinking about this the other day um boy we got we've been friends for several years now haven't we us three that's yeah that's kind of weird
2: I don't know. I have no concept of time. <laughs> that's true. I don't
0: know. I have no concept of friends.
2: That's true, too, actually. <laughs> that is a good point. Uh, well, I think that wraps
1: up our show. Um, stay tuned for we the... get too
0: morbid and bleak. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right. That's it. That's I don't remember anything. Show.
2: Nobody likes me. And thanks for tuning in.
1: Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks <laughs> uh, uh, for be super upbeat because I won't be here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It'll be a much more... Uh, get
2: carrington to fill in my shoes and it'll be a happy <laughs> oh yeah it'll be happy well, there we go. they'll be
1: singing they'll be dancing yeah um so stay tuned for the second half of the
2: show though where i interview the
1: creators uh of vesper but before we go uh let's go around and tell people how they can get a hold of you mike how can people get a hold of you
0: you can find me on twitter at PezGuyMike. and phil how can people find you uh
2: 612810. Um you can find me on Twitter at BNOW23. Just the letter B, the word now, and the best number ever of 23. Why is that the best number ever? Greatest second baseman ever to play baseball. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's awesome. Damn, but he say. didn't
0: play, he was 45 in baseball.
2: Oh, well, that's true. So
1: I guess you're wrong. Uh and he didn't play second base
0: either. <laughs> no, he just <laughs> He didn't play baseball. We, don't, we try either. not to talk about Michael Jordan's baseball career.
1: <laughs> yeah, that wasn't baseball. We uh, was paying gambling debts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listeners, you can find me on Twitter at Nintend Raj. Uh, and you can also go to our website at GamerHeadsPodcast.com. There you can find articles and this podcast, of course. And also we'd love to hear what we have to say about the show. So I'll leave a link in the show notes where you can leave us a review and we will read your review on the air. Uh, Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me this week. Always a pleasure. Always. And listeners, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. Again, stay tuned. The second half of the show will start right now. Welcome back to the show. I have very special guests this week. I have Tomaso and Matteo from Cordon's Interactive, the creators of Vesper, the game that's coming out on the twelfth of May uh, on the Switch, and uh, and they're here to talk about the game. So, welcome, gentlemen, to the show. Thank you so much.
4: Hi everyone. You too? We're all thank you for inviting us. Yeah. And um, yes, we are very happy to be part of this show, and it's also the first time we have an interview in English. So. Wow.
1: Wow, that's awesome. (laughs)
4: Because you're from Italy, right? Yes. Yeah, Yeah,
1: that's awesome. Awesome. Well, welcome. Uh, So before we get into the game, uh, why don't we go ahead and tell a little bit about yourselves. Tommaso, we'll start with you. Talk about yourself uh, and then uh, what got you into gaming and then Matteo, you as well.
4: Yes, Uh, well, um, I'm Tomaso Iacono, I'm uh, actually the game director here at Cordance Interactive. And um, as a gamer, my career started when I was very, very young. Uh, Actually, um, I have a a story about uh, Vesper uh, that uh, is related to um, how I got into gaming, but I'll tell that later, maybe. And uh, as a game designer and programmer, which uh, is actually what I... Usually do here at Cordens interactive um, I started at university I, I did a lot of game jams uh, with our university here in Milan and one day I met Matteo we started uh, working on this small project called it uh, at, uh, at the time was called dusk yep. uh, initially and uh, and at the, when we started working together actually um, I started working on, that, on the project and he wasn't even inside the team uh, at the beginning. And then we met and it was uh, love at first sight. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Luckily, I have to say. Nice, nice. So here I am instead. I'm uh, Matteo, uh, I'm the art director here at Cordless Interactive. I said uh, my career as a gamer started a long time ago when I was like a child. I started playing uh, Nintendo 64, especially with Zelda kind of time because of my brother that was older than me. And then I I became uh, really fond of games, of video games, and I wanted to design some. Uh, I started uh, programming something, but I discovered that I was really, really bad in programming. I was... uh, like uh, be- the, the most uh, terrible person in the world in trying to program something. So I decided that uh, I needed someone else to fulfill my dreams. And I needed to choose a different path to create games. That's why I went to university and uh, I did design. Mm. And uh, I did design. And then I met Tommaso the last year of university. And he was the right guy that helped me actually to fulfill my dreams because uh, he was able to programming, but oh, not also programming, but also it uh, was very good in game design and stuff like that. So we uh, really fine together. Uh, and it was uh, really, really important for me because uh, then I actually had, had the chance to uh, create the world I always imagined since I was a child, no? And Vesper is something like that. Yeah, that's
1: awesome. I I will, Um, one thing that I, I th- had a laugh that you said like i'm the worst programmer in the world i'm like no you haven't met me actually so
3: (laughs) it will be a real challenge (laughs) between you and me
1: (laughs) uh and tell us about um i have some questions actually i I didn't add to my list for Corden's interactive so i I do want you to tell me a little bit about your philosophy behind your studio how it started and then i i probably have a couple questions beyond that as well
4: Yes. Um, well, we started as, um, in university, but actually, Cordance Interactive um, wasn't born there because uh, uh, the game started as a university project. And then I finished university after the, that last year, um, and uh, and I started working. I started working uh, at, as a, with a different job title. I was a web developer, and we were con- but we were continuously. Uh, Upgrading our small project, uh, which was called Dusk at the time, and uh, actually we are continuously upgrading it, and we we were bringing it to different fairs here in Italy. And uh, one day at a fair, uh, at um, a convention in Rome, we won uh, the possibility of uh, actually going to the Nordic Game Conference, uh, which. uh, it's a very important conference also for indie games. and we, So we, we went there with our small project. Our game was also played by War Inspector. And we were like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and that was the first time when we understood, because we, had some, um, we received some offers, some financial offers for completing the game and for creating the company. We understood that that was a viable path for us, for our work career. Mm. So I left my previous job. And we created Cordon's Interactive together. and nice. um, So Cordens w- was born uh, three years ago with the idea of actually creating games which, w- which would have a, this very um, strong narrative focus uh, and also artistic focus. Okay. And since we are in Italy and Italy is not a big country for game development or so, uh, we wanted also to... Mm, stay with 2d games so we wanted to really continue to craft uh, 2d games which uh, had good graphics good narrative maybe stronger gameplay ideas and th- this kind of stuff without and with, ours, uh, and with with luck and and so maybe expand and and that, that that was that was the initial idea for us. I don't know if Matteo wants to add something about that.
3: Yeah, I think that uh, actually for us is really important to develop the two games, because I think that one of the main luck. Of Vesper and Codas Interactive is the fact that we stay like uh, um, we stay consistent and we have a focus, a small focus that we want to accomplish in a really good way. Mm. Uh, so the idea is to have not a broader focus, like a, a really difficult game to develop, but maybe a simpler one, but to craft it in a really, really good way in order to have the best possible experience, like a premium experience, also for a linear game, for example, mm. of oh, five, six hours, like Vesper. So that is one of the main point of uh, Cordes Interactive and one of main goal for us, to develop something premium, but still simple, really simple to understand, simple to approach, and also able to simply convey something really interesting. That, 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 yeah.
4: That's the idea. And also, um, I, I, and just one thing came up to my mind is that uh, one thing that we really wanted to, we, we really think, uh, we, we really believe in, is that... Um, 3D graphics uh, ages really bad uh, <laughs> yeah. in time. Also, we we were born during the PS1 and PS2 era, <laughs> so you can you can just imagine. Um, but 2D, if it, if it's done good, uh, well, it's it's eternal somehow. So yeah. you it, it, in in 100 years, people may look at Vesper and say, "Oh, this this is good," yeah. even after 100 years. Yeah, and uh, this is something that we 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 really we really believe in somehow. Yeah.
1: yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, I mean, I will say I'll talk more about the game when we get into it. I mean, I've I've been playing the game, and I think I was just blown away by how beautiful the game is, and uh, and just how the style. It's just so like we'll get into more the more of that uh, when we talk about the game. Um, but so you started than your studio during the pandemic, right? Uh,
4: we started in 2019. OK, so right, at, before at septem- right before the pandemic. Right before the pandemic. And uh, in yeah, four months, we were actually <laughs> locked in our homes and working from remote. But um, I think that we, we were pretty lucky because, well, we are a, a young team, of yeah. all under 30 years old. Uh, yes, it's our first commercial experience. Uh, first commercial game for everyone uh, but we were um, pretty focused on working from remote also and all our tools were already set up and ready to to be able to switch to remote as soon mm. as the pandemic started mm. so we we didn't have problem in in that the, the team was also very small we were um, at, at the peak of development we were seven, seven people Mm. uh actually two people were working as collaborators and five on the core team and uh uh, but but still it was pretty easy to coordinate uh, each other and to to, to continue to continue develop the game without uh, we didn't have big problem on on developing the game the only problem probably the only big challenge was that uh, um initially we did some miscalculation with the with the timeline for mm. the development, but that did, didn't really hurt too much in terms of uh, our, the, the delay we had to, to to do for the initial release uh, because uh, it was a, around three months of delay from the, our initial idea so yeah. uh, it, it was the only change in the during the um, during the development uh, mm. that really not that was a, a little bit of a problem for us. But yeah. we didn't have big problems in terms of development, developing the game during the pandemic. Wow. Somehow, I think it, it, it helped shape the, the, the themes and the philosophy behind the game mm. some, somehow.
1: Mm. I can see that. I can, yeah, I get that. Uh, one of the things you mentioned uh, that, and I thought I saw this on your website, but maybe I, maybe, I, maybe I saw it somewhere. I thought I saw it somewhere that one of your tags is that we're a studio under 30 right? Yep. All our individuals are under the age of 30. Um, this is a joke question. So once you're over the age of 30, are you like kicking them out? You can't be in the studio anymore? Is that Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. We, 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 we closed the, the, the studio. <laughs> we will uh, be
4: replaced by someone else. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: right. Somebody, a younger model. Um, th- that was a joke. But the, the but, but real question is like, do you, are there any challenges with having such a young team uh, that if you had, you know, because I'm, I'll, I'll say I'm in my 40s, so like I'm just wondering, like, is there something about having, like, somebody maybe more? I don't want to say experienced, but somebody that may have been around the block a little bit more. Like, does that is there some challenges with that?
4: I I think that, um, no, well, I, well while you were asking for the question, a yeah. thing struck my mind is that. The, the, mm, I, I was thinking about maybe an experience about game development well, could mm. have been one of the challenge. And partially it was. But the biggest inexperience from our team didn't come from the ones who were actually under 30 years old, but actually yeah. from the two collaborators, which are over 30, were <laughs> over 30 years old. And it was the, the first video game. But it still was the first commercial experience for them mm. in terms of video game development. And uh, I, I think that probably the biggest challenge from being so young uh, and for some people, it was the first, uh, um, the, the first job they actually mm. ever had mm. and was the, the biggest challenge was actually trying to build a workflow uh, and, 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 and series of, of values inside the team that could work for everyone. Yeah. Um, and also that really uh reflected how we wanted to shape the studio yep. and we were trying and, and also communication we were trying to understand how to communicate with each other trying to not hard the feeling of someone else mm. uh, especially between me and Matteo uh, mm. because we uh, actually we were the ones who had a lot of uh, uh, discussions with, um, of uh, how we wanted the game to go what, what kind of experience we wanted to build and uh, so th- th- this was actually Probably yeah. the biggest ch- challenge was communicating between us, also because mm. we were the, the founders of the studio. And so we, we, we were trying to create a cohesive vision for the, for, for, for the game and for the
3: studio. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I also have to say something else uh, regarding this topic, because I think that being all under 30 years old lets you in a mood that you are here to learn. Mm. So um, every time uh, you are coming up with a problem, everyone else is trying to help you solving the problem because mm. everyone is there everyone there is trying to learn something from the game development he has not already learned something that is completely different so uh, yeah. we tried to uh, actually uh, put ideas together in order to solve problems and this is i think one of the best uh thing that happened to us because for example the prologue which is one of the best part of the game i think uh, came up after a lot of discussion after a lot of like uh, um, problems that came up actually Mm. from designing the prologue itself. So discussion among me, Tommaso, the artist, Francesca, the programmer, uh, Federico, uh, were really strong for the prologue. But at the end, we we, we understood that we were here to learn and that everyone was trying to bring its vision to the prologue. And then the prologue came out in this way. So super Mm. uh, cinematographic with a lot of... Like super cool cat, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that uh, some part of the game, which are the best ones, came up from being here to learn and to being have a different approach from the one that I already learned. And I'm here to tell you what to do. Yeah. I think.
1: Yeah. Yes. No, I love that. I love that. I, I, you know, I think, I think also, I mean, it, you probably are willing to take more risk and challenges, right? Versus, you know like I will say this like being in my forties I probably take less risk and challenge you know <laughs> like because because of like like either because of my past experience and I'm just like oh, I'm not gonna try that right or uh you know for whatever reason I'm set in my ways whatever the case is right so I yeah I, I appreciate that thank you thank you uh so let's talk about the game then Vesper can you tell me what what is the game about?
4: <laughs> well wow. Um, I'll I start with a story because I, I told you that I have a story about the, the inception of the game yeah. somehow. When, when I was very, very young, as I, I told you that I started as a gamer uh, at four years, years old. Yeah. Uh, and actually my parents had to move from one city to another and they had to, they, they, they brought me, they brought uh, me with them actually, but they had to convince me somehow. So they bought me <laughs> a, PS, a, a PlayStation 1. They bribed you. Yeah, (laughs) yes, they bribed me. And the first game they they bought me was actually this very strange game with this alien creature, goldish alien creature called Abe. Uh Um, Abe's Odyssey. Yeah, Yeah. Abe's Odyssey. Exactly. This this game, which is 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 a game that really suitable, yeah, suitable for for years old old people. (laughs) And I remember that. I I I liked that game a lot. It was very strange, very mysterious somehow. The world, the, the everything, and um, but there was something very very strange. Mm-hmm. Each time I went to bed, uh, the next day the game was in a different place from the one I, from the one I left. <laughs> with. And I couldn't understand why. And only years later I understood the harsh truth behind it. Uh huh my parents were playing it. Of course. (laughs) and uh, Actually, as a strange Stockholm syndrome, I I think I tried to replicate the game that I was never able to finish. No, actually, I was able to finish the game a year later. And and I love Oddworld's Ape Odyssey and the sequel and the Oddworld universe a lot. And all all this kind of atmospheric platformers from the 90s flashback and Mm. another world when I started thinking about the game, I wanted to, to use the same uh, mechanics of being able to control other characters while mm. being completely helpless, helpless while, you're, mm. while you're not in con- con- controlling them. But I wanted to cr- fuse this idea with the gaming of having a, a very memorable weapon. Mm. And so the idea of this, of this weapon called the drive gun which is the weapon that actually lets you control controls other character because you 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 absorb light and you use the same light to control other characters and and but also the other characters have, have the same weapons so when you control one of them you're able to control other characters and so on uh, was something that actually st- struck my mind was okay this this is a cool idea I should yeah. do a game about about this and as I told you initially the team um, didn't compre- comprehend the the Matteo, uh, so I started working on the game, but the graphics were was, were actually terrible, uh, and, and Matteo um, had actually been kicked out from another team yeah. in during the same
3: project at university. Mm. And Funny stuff. They told me that I was not able to do visuals. Really? So, uh, actually, yeah. They kicked me out of a team, and I joined them because they had like terrible visas. And we, and he said, "I needed more terrible visas to design, so help me in designing <laughs> terrible visas." They <laughs> said, "Let's let's join this team. Uh, let's go." And uh, well, I joined the team, yeah. and uh, we changed completely the, the focus also of the game in terms of visas because yeah. at first it was oh, industrial one.
4: Yeah, also because the story initially was actually a complete. Uh, Uh, rip-off of uh, Oddworld, Save Odyssey because the idea was having these small robots inside an industrial world uh, Mm. uh, with um, actually every robots that were actually fusing old robots to create new robot parts and Mm -mm. this kind of stuff. It was very Mm. mm, Oddworld-like also with with this very strong political vision. (laughs) Uh, But um, actually it's something that is not um, completely mine. The, The was not completely nine in terms of story, so I'm very glad that Matteo came up and actually said, "No, we changed the world, we changed the story, we we go completely sci-fi somehow." Mm. Because it helped me, it helped me refocus the whole story that I wanted to tell inside the game, mm. uh, which which is a lot more sci-fi with a lot more. Um, philosophical vibes to it because th- th- that was something that i really wanted to tell um it 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 really uh, shows um, probably more my philosophical view of the world my uh, religious views and my uh, spiritual views and th- this kind of stuff yeah. uh, it's it's it's, mar- it's it's much it's much more interesting for me uh not not because politics is not important but it, it, because it's it's not something that i'm ready to tell somehow yeah. Uh, yeah. Really to, to tell. I wanted to tell something that was more intimistic, intimistic point of view.
3: Yeah,
1: yep. I like it. Um, so one one of the things as you're describing that one thing that stuck out to me when I was playing it, and again I'm not I'm not terribly far, um, but the opening scene, there's like no dialogue yet you understand what's going on, which is so like powerful to me, right? And actually a lot of the game outside of like pieces that you find, right? Like you find dialogue pieces here and there of, of like notes and stuff like that. But there's really no dialogue, but you get the sense of what's happening through that character and the interaction of, of the environment. Um, can you tell about a, little, a little bit about that process about like how, how do you take that story, right? And then like make sure that the art reflects that as well.
3: So, um, Roger, we started with a simple uh, design idea that we had no money for dubbing, uh, you know, (laughs) like conversations (laughs) between characters and stuff like that. But joking aside, actually, it was the truth, but joking (laughs) aside. And also
4: for the (laughs) translation, because initially (laughs) the game would would also, um, we, we decided that. We wanted to do a game without in-game text and tutorials mm-hmm. because we didn't have the money to do the translations. So, yeah. okay. so that, that was our very
3: initial idea. Yeah. Uh, so what what we did actually is to uh, set up like schemas in which mm. we had uh, for each screen of the game an idea, a visual idea of what was happening inside, mm. uh, together with a, with like a high story that we had in mind that we wanted to tell. So me and Tommaso together worked on this these uh, uh, bigger schemes uh, made of uh, like uh, squares mm. in which every square was a single scene of the game that you can find in the final mm. uh, game. Uh, so we, we decided to say, okay, we have to tell the story, for example, in the prologue of this guy doing something in a spaceship. Okay, the first screen, how can we tell to the player that this is a spaceship or at least you are inside something that resembles a spaceship? So for example, okay, we will do windows. We will put Planet behind, we will do Mm. uh, like uh, a spaceship flying uh, outside. So uh, every screen was uh, uh, decided and was designed in order to have, first of all, a glimpse of what was happening visually. Then we Mm try to tell a story, an emotional story, uh, adding uh, then some more sprites and some Mm. more assets uh, to detail better the story. And then we had uh, like a completely different approach, uh, as you said, for the notes and for the dialogue. And I think this is a team for Tomaso because he actually wrote them so he can do, he he can speak better about them.
4: One thing that we did initially was uh, um, one of the design idea when we understood that, probably we, we would have been able to translate the, the whole thing in a couple of languages. Uh, we understood that one thing that we wanted to do was actually telling this um, this very complex story somehow because we we came out we came up with uh, uh, a very long uh, um, timeline. timeline of events happening before mm. the game even starts. Mm. Um, one thing that we we wanted to do was actually telling this complex story but we didn't have the money to, 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 to do all the cutscenes. And yeah. uh, we, we only had the money for a small subset of it. Uh, so we decided to divide the story in three different layers. Uh, there is this first very clear layer, which is the visual layer. If you play the game from the start to the, to the end without actually reading any one of the, of the logs you find inside the game, you will probably, un- you will probably get uh, a rough idea of a, of a, of a story. You you will you will you will still have a story, uh, but it's 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 not the same story you will get Mm. if you read all the logs Mm. scattered around their games. But still, we wanted that for a player not interested in reading, and it's it's the majority of players We and the majority of players not interested in reading uh, long logs, long notes. We wanted uh, to, to have them to, to reach the end of, of, of the game and still feel accomplished somehow. Um, mm-hmm. Then we have this second layer of storytelling, which uh, um, is actually um, clear after you finish the game. Uh, you get this... Uh, I, I don't want to spoil anything since you're still playing it, but yeah. um, when, when, you get, when you get to the end, you understand that there is something more. Mm. Uh, so you could you you can actually replay the game and there will be some changes, mm. also in terms of gameplay. Not big changes, but still changes. Um, and this is the second layer. It, it tells a different story. Mm. Uh, it tells uh, it, it it goes deeper inside the lore of the game, inside what really happens. And then we wanted to we re, what we tried to do. Uh, actually, I'm not sure that. Uh, since, as you can, as you can, as you can hear, uh, English is not our first language, but uh, we start. We, we so we wrote the, the, most of the logs in Italian, then we translated them in English. But uh, some of the meaning of the logs may 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 have gone lost in the in the process, but hopefully not lost in translation uh, because because <laughs> because we were able also to to check them with uh, with uh, with uh, with other people, um, but. Our idea with the third layer of the of of, of storytelling, which is actually comprehending logs mm. and um and and all the text that you can find inside the game, was actually going for something uh, like a novel somehow, mm. R- right mm-hmm. these small contained stories with different um, um, narration styles, uh, for example, there are conversation, there are monologues. Uh, there are things that are a little bit more strange uh, in how they are set up. Uh, we wanted to go with these little contained stories uh, that actually tells a little bit of the world. Mm. And uh, so this is the third layer for the ones who, who for for people who are interested. And another difference, probably from uh, we we wanted really to go back to the roots of the um, of uh, atmospheric platformers in terms of storytelling, in the sense that. Um, newer games of this, of this type, like uh, Limbo and Inside, which are actually great games. Mm-hmm. We are not comparing ourselves <laughs> to, to, those, to those masterpieces. But um, what, what we want, we have this very ethereal world, uh, very abstract world. And we wanted to have something that was a lot more grounded. Also because our game is a sci-fi game, and we think that sci-fi is, needs to be a lot more grounded in terms of what is happening, happening right now? Okay, what, what is really going on? And people need answers. And we didn't want those answers to be in plain sight, uh, also because of the philosophical meaning of the gameplay and what we wanted to tell mm-hmm. in terms of our philosophy. Uh, but still we wanted to, 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 to have the very grounded explanation for what is really happening inside the game. I don't know if we if we achieve that. Uh, we are still trying to understand, but uh, that 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 was our idea.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. I well, first of all, I I would say that uh, this game is well executed. So I think for you to say we're in the same world as Limbo and Inside and some like of that, I would say, yeah, I'm going to put you up there because I absolutely oh. this this art in the in the gameplay and reminds me very much of those games so i don't sell yourself short like this is a fantastic game i absolutely thank uh, you uh, like when when so i i i will say like i get a lot of stuff sent to me right and some you know some stuff is better than others and when i was sent i was what is this and i was like oh my gosh oh my gosh this is so this is so amazing and i i am floored by this is your first <laughs> like endeavor into the game world i'm like you guys took a big swing and you hit the ball so nice nicely done uh you hit it all the park with this one so uh it's it's absolutely stunning and beautiful and well done and i love the fact that there's different layers that you thought through that like the different layers of like those that just went through the game and didn't want to collect all the the uh the story right the the notes that are left behind right you just that's one story but then there's that other story, that deeper story for those that are like going out there and collecting the notes and understanding like what's going on here. And then there's that other story that you even said, like, even after you beat it, like there's something more beyond than that, like that, that's really in depth and that's really impressive. So kudos to both of you. This is, it's an amazing, I, the, the moment that I started playing this game and you just start walking across the spaceship and you see those three ships just fly by real fast. It just set the scene. You're just like, okay, this is going to be one of these games. This is going to be like just a beautiful platforming game. And even as I'm playing in it, I'm like, oh, there's more to this. There's more like, um, there's puzzle aspects to this game too, right? That I really appreciate. And the fact that you show a bit of the puzzle and say, here's here's a puzzle. But then later on, you're like, I'm not going to show you that again. Like you learned that already. Now that's up to you to apply it in different places. And I absolutely love
4: that. Thank you thank you <laughs> thank you Roger really It really warms warms our art. So yeah. no, not really <laughs> yeah
1: it's it's uh yeah i i um I hope a lot of people uh, go out and get this game. Uh, the other thing that I love too that you sent me that I just absolutely love is the art book too that you sent uh, all the art that behind the game. Can you talk a little bit about the art too and just like like the like I know you talked about like how you moved to the sci-fi style, but can you talk about the art and the challenges even incorporating the art into the game a little
3: bit? Sure. Uh, so uh, I have to tell a story first, uh, like Tommaso, uh, because uh, as I said, I was really terrible in programming, but I am also really terrible in drawing, uh, <laughs> even if I did design. Uh, so I had to face, actually, my fear and uh, my uh, problems in executing something really well drawn. Um, mm. So no one told me how to do it because in design, you actually design, you know, chairs and um, stuff like that, tables. So you are really uh, good in, the, in designing and in drawing these kind of products, but you're not, not able to draw like a whole new sci-fi world. Mm. Um, so I tried to focus or what I did best at university. So for example, environments, sceneries, colors, illuminations. So the stuff that I really learned and uh, I really appreciate to do. Uh, That's why uh, I was very lucky in finding Francesca, our artist, because she was able actually to understand my vision Mm. and to enable actually the beautiful sceneries that you can find in the game. So actually then my job became not only the one of the art director, but also the level artist, the one that uh, the picked up like the, the sprites and the assets made by Francesca, the code made by my programmer, and I merged them together into uh, the environments that you can actually traverse in the game. Uh, so I think that the main challenge uh, for me especially was uh, uh, to try to convey the emotions that I had in my mind, uh, the shapes that I wanted to design to the artist. Because uh, uh, this, uh, really one of the most difficult part of our jobs the creative jobs and also i think that uh, i felt like a uh, uh, slow down in the process by my not by by my non present skills of draw because i uh, said i'm not able to draw really good uh, sprites, so um, that's why actually the game is like that. So you have silhouette at first, because the first design idea is that I'm not able to draw Tomaso, uh, so I need to do something that is more impactful, uh, but what I'm really good in doing are coloring, are using the palettes or color palettes to create something dramatic and interesting. So. Uh, That's why, actually, I chose uh, to use a silhouette at first. Not Mm. because I I like limbo. I really love limbo. But that was not uh, like uh, um, the source of inspiration inspiration because I really like it. But it was a source of inspiration because I tried to actually uh, understand what... What was I doing? what uh, what was I able to do and what mm. I was not able to do? Um, so that's the actually the design idea behind the art of Vesper, let's say. Uh, then uh, as you as you can see also by playing the game itself, uh, we tried to have uh, uh, a coherent style in the sense that uh, we tried you know to create like these uh, uh, huge sceneries that feels like huge compared to the character and we had a lot to play with you know cinematography you know camera changes and all this stuff and also Tommaso helped me in doing that because he Mm. actually managed to do all the um, camera uh, changes switch etc to create you know this uh, cinematography behind the game itself and last but not least I think that one another challenge for the game itself was uh, uh, that uh, everything was made in silhouette. Mm. But still, you had to create a sense of depth, a sense of the scenery. So uh, we had this idea to use uh, um, a sprite itself, so a blob of color. Like a, like a shaded blob of color to create the illumination. Mm. So the illumination is not actually in the in the scene or in the background. It's not actually aerial illumination, but it's it's color itself. Mm. Uh, this is a drawing itself that actually tries to create a color in the scene and to create a sense of depth. So between those layers of silhouettes, there are these blob of colors that tries to create a sense of depth. Mm. So this one this was one of the main challenges of the game. And uh, also the last one, I will say the last one is that uh, it was really difficult to merge gameplay into beautiful mm. visuals mm. because uh, it is so difficult to create beautiful environments in which maybe you have a platform in the center of the screen. How can you do it? This is really hard. I think this is one of the most interesting parts of the level art because you have, you have to try to create a beautiful landscape mm. that... Uh, helps the player immerse in the world, but also helps the player understand what's going on inside the screen. Because you can create a beautiful forest with a lot of details, but if you have enemies that patrols in it, you have a problem because mm. people and players have to understand, the, you know, the yeah. gameplay itself. So you know, it's trying to balancing things, and this is, I think, the last challenge that we had in terms of visual design. Yeah, mm. also
4: because in terms mm. of uh, of gameplay decision early in the design, we decided that all the gameplay elements of the game uh, would have been colored white without mm. any usage of any other color. <laughs> and that was a very strong decision that we were still able to, 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 manage. to manage to do up until the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, but it was very difficult to do it right uh, because people are used to, to to color in games. If you, if you see a red, mm. you see danger. If you see... Mm uh green you see life and mm. so having, uh, if you have everything that is white when it is gameplay uh, you have to to revolve around shapes to to convey meaning and that 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 was a, quite a big challenge somehow um also related to this challenge uh in terms of mixing gameplay and our style uh another challenge uh was a uh, Not only the one of uh, of colors, uh, but uh, also um, I I just forgot what I was saying. Sorry, (laughs) (laughs) that's okay. (laughs) If if I remember, I I will follow you. (laughs) That's okay. Uh,
1: Yeah, I think that was interesting because like one of my favorite uh, parts too is just like how your character has to blend in at certain parts, right? Of the of the uh, of the game to hide, right? So it's like, oh, here's a here's a light source. Right. And then you have to hide in that area. I, oh, that was so, so, and again, it's a piece where you're shown at once. And then later on, you see it again? I, I know there was a particular part where I saw this, this row of flowers that you had to hide in. Right. And I thought, okay, there's something here, but I don't see it yet. And then later on, I'm like, oh, okay, there, that's why, that's why I need to hide. Right. Because I unlocked like some, you know, like a beast to come chase after me. Right. So I needed to, and, but it's just the building on pieces right and and mixing that art in there is just so wonderfully done.
4: Yes. I just I just remember what I was trying to say and it's just related to this fact is that we wanted also another another goal of the design was also trying to do a game that was UI less. Mm. So not mm-hmm. having any um, extra diegetic UI. And this is something that in the end we didn't really accomplish 100% because at some point we just said okay we're gonna need some ui we just add it at the end because otherwise it was nearly impossible to do it yeah uh, but that was one of our design goals so mm. how do we tell the player where he has to hide without mm. telling the player he has to hide uh, yeah actually yeah. <laughs> having some gameplay elements which are game elements inside this world which are part of this world uh, in a game which has silhouettes but still the player has to hide in those silhouettes so it was just how do we do it and uh, okay we we use light to tell them to hide here and this, and it was that that probably was the hardest design design decision Mm. Using the flowers to tell the player that was the place to hide, mm. and actually in using a tutorial telling directly the player that he has to hide inside the fl- where where the flowers glow, and the, and the wording of the tutorial was one of the most difficult parts. Really? Of of the yes, because okay. it we actually um, there are a lot of games which actually. As very lengthy tutorial, mm. ensuring that the player really gets what he has to do. What we were trying to do was okay. We we tell the player the minimum bare possible number of words, yeah. in order to be, and we ensure that he actually understand everything. And it, it, it was was one of the hardest decision everything uh, really? that we ever done wow. for the game. Because
1: yeah. I will say, like, I think that's my favorite part about the game is the fact that you know like I said, you're showing it once and then like you're not hitting me over the heads several times like, hey, remember you have to hit Y here. You have to hit Y here, right? Like I thought that was brilliantly done. Nice job. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Um, I have to ask because this is my IT background, right? Cause I, I worked in IT for a very long time. I had to laugh at all the sticky notes behind you uh, and, uh, is that like, is that like your, uh, like agile board of like work that's getting in progress and moving to done? Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah we, we worked in agile from the very, very start. Okay. Actually the ones we, behind us are not from our agile board because we used Jira. Yeah. But since for, for Vesper, for, for the release on Nintendo switch of Vesper zero light edition, we are doing the marketing by ourselves. Okay. It was like a board telling us, okay, on this day we do. We spam 100 mails to these uh, journalists, and so on. So (laughs) (laughs) it's like a a little bit messy. And you don't see the worst part, which is actually the things we have already finished with. There's all here hundreds of posts.
3: (laughs) Really, really long. uh, Really long queue
4: of posts.
1: Wait, wait, so am I a sticky note on there? Reach out to Roger with uh, with the game? I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, so this may be a fair, unfair question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What's next for you? I know that this, like, your, your focus right now is on a launch, obviously, but what do you have on the horizon? what are you thinking next?
4: I will, yep. I will, I will tell it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so a couple of things, actually, um, because we are starting to thinking about, uh, um, I would not say a sequel of Vesper 2, mm but there are a lot of things that we wanted to to put inside the game uh, in terms of uh, graphics, in terms of uh, narrative experience, uh, a lot of things, really. And we weren't able because of timeline, because of a lot of things. And um, right now we're still designing uh, all these kind of things um, because we are not... I will tell you the truth. We are not even sure it will be a Vesper 2 mm. or a Vesper prequel, or sequel or so. Or so. Mm. Um, but it will be something along the same line of Vesper, uh, the, the same concepts. Uh, a little bit, we, we have a lot of idea of, also of gameplay ideas of, about Vesper. And that, that is one of the things that we are doing. Another other things that we have done, and, and we, 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 have it, we have it here waiting. Sure. In the mid, while we were working on porting Vesper from PC to to Nintendo Switch, uh, we actually came up with another idea, and an interesting gameplay ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, it, um, let's just say the project is called uh, Project Clockwork right now, and what we are trying to do is doing a similar thing to what we have done with Vesper. So you have one mechanics and you really try and you really try to, to, to explore it in depth also, and, and you have an artistic style and you try to explore it, very simple artistic style and try to explore it in depth. And with with this project clockwork, we are trying to do the same with, with time. Mm. Uh, so what if you are able to manipulate time, not like Prince of Persia only, mm. but more in a broader sense in, mm-hmm. in a to the game. So it, 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 that is the idea we are trying to, un- and we have this little prototype we have uh, we have um, here at Cordance that we, we really like. Um, the, the scope of this game is a little bit bigger than Vesper, so we're really trying to understand when we want to push it or so, uh, but we have it here, so we'll see. And we have yeah. also a lot of other ideas. Uh, Every day, I think. Yeah, we have a, <laughs> yes. a long list of ideas that we want to put at. Uh, yeah probably the best idea is animal crossing meets uh, dooms uh, which is the one where you, uh, well, right, well, you milk
3: cows and there is powder itself uh, it's instead powder, of milk you create
4: powders and bullets from from cows and okay. uh, and corn um, and cornfields and then you go and 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 you have this upper uh, and sunny um, village Sunny village with every, and everyone is very cute to you, and then you go, uh, you you descend the stairs into the dungeon, and it's very gory, and mm. you kill everyone. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so this this mix and mesh up of this very different art style, b- very gamey. It's I, I don't. It was very fun. It's it's a joke inside joke that we always do between us. <laughs> yeah.
3: The game we always wanted to develop. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's going to be sitting on the JIRA backlog for some time. Is that what you're saying? Until, until <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh Well, how can people get a hold of you? How can people follow you both on social media?
4: Um, well, there are a lot of official pages. Yep. So on Twitter, there is Corden's Games and Vesper, the game. Yep. It's called the page. And there is also Instagram. Facebook. For- Cordance and Desper and Facebook Cordance and Desper and for private profiles private for our personal profiles uh we are both on Facebook uh Tommaso Loiacco and Matteo Mazzarati uh I'm on, I'm on Instagram with C-Logic Games uh,
3: probably Matteo is more about .met but I'm yeah. just about you know photography and doing this stuff that I like not like putting games on it because uh
4: and uh, on, on on twitter we are just starting our journey okay. as uh, twitter users so, so right now we are mostly retweeting our own stuff so yeah. <laughs> we're tre- yeah. we still trying to understand how it works uh, <laughs> because we are very strong in the development part of actually bring a game to life and we are as i told you we are we are out auto- of Marketing our game, yeah. <laughs> so we're we're still trying to understand how you do it, how the magical world of Twitter works, yeah. how <laughs> sp- spam does it work, <laughs> <laughs> and this kind of answer. Uh, kind of, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Uh,
1: well, yeah. I I'm excited for both of you and the game, and um, and listeners, I you know go out, check this game out, uh, follow them on Twitter. Uh, The game comes out on the 12th, which actually this this episode releases on the 12th. So uh, perfect day after you're done listening it. Go get the game. Uh, So thank you both again for your time. And uh, let's keep in touch.
3: Thank you. Thank you, you, Roger. Thank
1: Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to give us a listen. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. We loved to hear what you have to say about the show. Again, thank you so much Until next week, stay safe and game on. See ya.
2: scares the hell out of me every time i'm sorry it (laughs) scares me legitimately like i jumped i literally counted a sand too. i know it doesn't matter that there's still a chick yelling in my ear and it scares the hell out
1: of me yeah anytime somebody yells in your ear it's always a scary moment